We are pleased to welcome Dave King, who's got the bright side of the sun and is a longtime insider for this NBA team with all of the ups and all of the downs. He was there for the Kevin Durant introduction. Dave, what's the reaction to what you saw on Thursday? Well, it's really interesting. I've never been to a player press conference. I've covered the Suns. Um, uh, for over 10 years. I've never been to a player press conference with 3,000 fans also <laughs> watching at the same time. So they staged it in the arena, on the floor of the arena. They had, like I said, about 3,000 fans up in the stands. They gave out free tickets for it. And then the media folk were in the first couple of rows, and we, you know, we just took turns using the mic and asking questions. And it was funny because any questions regarding Kevin's time with the Nets were met with major boos because these fans didn't want to hear about that. These are Phoenix Suns fans. Uh, and then any questions that were met that were asked about the Phoenix Suns were, you know, big cheers and all that, both before and after Kevin Durant answered questions. It was fun. <laughs> Did they sell tickets or they just opened it up for the first 3,000 fans? They uh, they sent tickets to season ticket holders, I believe, is what they did, like free ones. Like, uh, <laughs> they didn't sell tickets, uh, but they, they the tickets were sent to people's email, so I assume it's, it was season ticket holders who got in. In order not to get booed right off the top, Dave, what did KD <laughs> say about how this came together with the Suns and his attitude about being in a new place for the rest of the year? Well, he certainly seemed happy. Of course, it helps when you've got 3,000 fans totally cheering every <laughs> every move you make, every gesture you make. He was, he was definitely, this was the most uh, gregarious I've seen uh, Kevin Durant in an interview. Um, he's very talkative. He gave good explanations, good long answers. But it was a lot of softball questions because this was an intro press conference with Kevin Durant and because of all the fans there. Uh, he had very few hard questions to answer. He seemed extremely excited about it. I, I asked him a question about, you know, what is it about Devin Booker that got Chris Paul and now Kevin Durant to want to join him so badly that they got themselves traded to play with him? And he just went on just saying how great he thinks Devin Booker is. He thought he was great for a long time, so quiet and mature about the way he plays the game. And then he ended with, people are going to teach classes about how Devin Booker plays the game. And this was two minutes after Katie had said, yeah, there's a lot of pressure on me. I'm one of the greatest of all time. And he's not humble, no. but he's also very respectful at the same time. And, and I thought that was interesting. Dave King is with us from Phoenix, covers uh, the Suns for SB Nation, and also has uh, the Bright Side Sun. That is uh, the biggest Suns website in the world, actually. Um, we, you know, we're Suns only, 24-7, and it's uh, under SB Nation. It's a great place to go if you're a Suns fan. You want to hear the latest news and also analysis and thoughts about how the team is doing and, and opinions. It's a, it's a great place to go. Well, we appreciate your insight here on After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. So then, Dave, what did he say about his time with the Nets and the very short era that was? Yeah, he, he gave a, uh, less of an answer than Kyrie did a few days ago when asked in a presser. And some of that had to do with the fans booing the person who asked a question of him about how his Nets tenure went. He, he basically just said, we only played 16, 17 games together. 
That's the bottom line. It's as mm-hmm. simple as that. If we had been healthy, it would have been different. But if we weren't healthy. He actually said there were some. There was a terrible ending to the whole thing. He actually used the word terrible, but uh, he didn't really go much beyond. Hey, it's over now, and I'm looking forward to my next chapter. Okay, well, good thing that that uh, works in the NBA, where a lot of guys <laughs> get to start fresh, hit the reset button, and go play with a different group. What have Devin Booker and Chris Paul and some of the other sons, like DeAndre Ayton, said about welcoming Durant into their locker room and onto the court? Yeah, uh, so Devin Booker has just uh, has just been so respectful and reverent. He's just like, I can't believe I get to play with one of the greatest of all time. Chris Paul has said that, you know, has talked glowingly about Kevin Durant as well. My favorite answer when asked that question was DeAndre Ayton, because basically he is embodying all of us. Because when I asked him, I said, what do you think about playing with Kevin Durant, one of the greatest of all time on your team? And he just looked at me and said, I am still trying to answer that question myself. (laughs) I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know what's going to happen. Big smile. He couldn't stop smiling about it. He'll be the kid in the candy store the rest of this season where Book and CP3 and and Durant will take it very, very seriously. DeAndre Ayton's just going to be the guy who just feasts off everything and enjoys his, his, his chance to play with those guys. This is a, a group that has a lot of potential. We saw them obviously get into the NBA Finals a couple years ago where they lost to the Milwaukee Bucks. Now adding KD makes it a completely different foe, a completely different opponent. But what has kept them in that big group in the middle of the Western Conference this year? Why are they not higher in the standings? The simple answer is health. Devin Booker missed almost two months. He missed so much time. He wasn't. He didn't qualify for the All Star game, even though he won Player of the Month in November. Chris Paul missed over a month of time. Uh, there was just so many injuries. The Suns at times were playing with a injury list longer than a starting lineup. I mean, it's six, seven guys at a time being out, and it's really tough to keep continuity when your lineups in some games were a couple of two way players and three league minimum guys. So that's why the Suns were our down at uh, their fifth in the standings going into the all-star break. Uh, But they're only a game and a half out of third. And while Memphis and Denver are kind of pulling away a little bit, uh, any team on a really good run is going to get up to third or second by the end of the year. And then no one's going to want to play the Suns in the playoffs. So uh, I think they just need to take care of their own business, get on their own run, playing really well going into the playoffs. And it might be different than a year ago when the Suns were playing poorly going into the playoffs and it showed and they couldn't close the deal. So they're they're looking forward to just finishing on a good note and then being ready to take over uh, when the playoffs happen. Dave King is with us from Phoenix talking Suns basketball and what could be as we head into the all-star break and then the stretch run, actually, because the teams are already about 75% of the way through their schedule. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. When you think about the Western Conference right now, Dave, uh, what's your impression? Because it's not just Phoenix. There's a huge group of teams that are kind of all clumped together within a few losses of one another. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild in the West, that's for sure. What it's going to be fun to see how the matchups go in the playoffs. Uh, but you've still got your the Clippers. If they're healthy, they have just as much a chance to win a championship as the number one Nuggets. 
The problem, the, the little problem with the Nuggets is that uh, they don't play great defense. And in the, in the postseason, you got to play great defense. They may be unstoppable offensively, though, so we'll, we'll find out. Memphis is really young. Um, the Sacramento Kings are kind of surprised to be there as much as anybody is. And so it's, it's going to be a really interesting playoff when, you know, when all those seedings shake out. And uh, it could be that the three or four or five seed ends up, you know, in the Western Conference Finals shooting for the, you know, for a finals appearance. Not only did they bring guys in, or Kevin Durant namely, but they also shipped a bunch of guys out. Any thoughts on how long that might take them to get adjusted to one another? Well, at the very top end, I feel like Kevin Durant is going to fit in pretty seamlessly because he's very malleable. He fit in with the Warriors and and then, you know, and uh, he had the Thunder and the Nets and all that. <laughs> he's a pretty easy guy to play with because he's just so freaking good. Um, it's the other guy. Like you said, they lost Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson in the trade uh, for Kevin Durant. They brought in a Terrence Ross, who was a buyout from the Magic. Tonight, against the Clippers, Terrence, Terrence Ross led the team, led the Suns in shot attempts. That dude is not afraid to shoot. He was born with a green light coming out of the womb and and uh and so they're the sons are going to have to figure out how to integrate their other parts they're basically very top heavy now like any quote-unquote super team the sons haven't proved anything yet to show that they are one of those but they're very top heavy with their top four with deandre Aiden, chris paul devin booker and um uh, and kevin durant and then beyond that they're kind of a bunch of six seventh eighth guys in a rotation and someone's going to have to step up so we'll see We'll see how that goes. And sometimes you get through postseason and, and you win a championship anyway. Because what is the the Heat, uh, Miami Heat, LeBron's, you know, the Heatles. Right. And Mario Chalmers in their starting lineup. So um, it, it just depends on how good really it's going to come down to how good those top four are. Uh, and then the rest of the season will just be kind of shaking out the rest of the rotation. Well, and it certainly depends on when KD is available. So what do we know about when he might be able to play again? You always got to read the tea leaves, right? So when I asked him earlier today when he'd be available, he didn't give a definitive answer. He said, soon, um, I'm close, right after the All-Star break, hopefully, but I'll leave it up to the trainers. But then, just during the game tonight, um, ESPN announced that they have moved the Tuesday night game, Suns against the Thunder, uh, to an ESPN game starting at 8 p.m. So maybe they have inside information. You got to read the tea leaves. On Kevin Durant's availability, it's possible he'll play next Tuesday. Before I let you go, Monty Williams is one of those guys who's been around the league a long time. He stays fairly even-keeled, a lot of respect internally but also externally. What has he said about adding a player of this caliber to the Suns? Well, Monty is, is one of those guys who doesn't give you great answers. You know, the first thing he says is, I'm only focusing on today's game. <laughs> uh <we're, laughs> You know, I'm, I'm not thinking about that in the future. I can't because we've got to win today's game. But in the times he has, like, the, it's not right at pregame or something like that, he has said that uh, they're just going to try to keep it simple with their schemes. But he feels like Kevin Durant can fit easily into the offense and defense that the Suns schemes already have, and they don't have to tailor them other than just letting Durant bend uh, the offense and defense to him. You know what I mean? So you don't have to change the scheme to make Kevin Durant fit. Uh, Kevin Durant will just fit in mm-hmm. and just be better than anybody else has been in that scheme. So 
that's the thought right now. They're not going to tweak a ton. They're going to try to incorporate him uh, as it is and then, uh, you know, modify from there as you find everyone's strengths and weaknesses. Always a lot of fun when the fan base is excited and the locker room is buzzing. And, man, his debut will be something to behold maybe on national TV. But you can find Dave on Twitter at DaveKingNBA. And he has got the Bright Side of the Sun blog. It's huge. Join the fun for SB Nation. Uh, we appreciate a couple of minutes, especially on such a busy day. Dave, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for having me on.